We'll just hold on. We'll just cut right here. You need to stop. I know. Hold on. All right. Funny. God damn it. Hold on. Left off and the clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 155, recording August 22nd, 2021. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are discussing Justin's Game of the Year for PS5. Of course, I'm talking about Skyrim. Uh, Loop Hero for the Switch? Question mark, exclamation point. Uh, What went down in some Pokemon talks this week? And maybe some spoiler what-ifs at the end to discuss all of this. I have with me, as always... Mr. Shannon, I need Pokemon cards, and what cards do I buy more? Well, you know, now that uh, OnlyFans has taken out my main source of income, I'm stuck going to antique shops looking for weird Pokemon cards that I can sell for a profit. You're going to, uh, well, you need to start my, uh, or sign up to my service I started, Only Dads. That'll <laughs> be our, that'll be our I main. know, you know, I was, I was in the backyard with a lawnmower and some New Balances and some dad jeans, like some dad yep. shorts, like, running around, and they, you know, OnlyFans was like, this is too sexually explicit, like, you need to knock <laughs> it off right now, and I was just like, dude, come on now. Yeah. Um, You're like, I know I'm bringing the heat, but come on. Yeah, I know, getting, cut- the, getting the greens on the bottom of them new balances. Oh, man, like just mm-hmm. you could just you could hear the money coming in. You could just you could just see the bank accounts. Yep. My get coffers them. were overfloweth. Get that white on white <laughs> with the blue in on the side. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, damn mm-hmm. straight. Cushion for days. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of cushions, we got Mr. Justin Todd Howard. Take my wallet, Carter. It's here. You guys are here. I'm happy to have you both back. I missed you. And thank you, uh, Justin, and uh, also Robbie, who is not here, for holding down the fort last week when uh, life took me and Shannon out of the rotation for a hot minute. But uh, even though there was a lot of anime, Justin, a lot of anime, I I do have to thank you for holding it down. (laughs) I know. I thought Robbie's outro was pretty cute since, you know, I was like, well, Robbie, what would Zach say? And he's like, my best friend, the love of my life. <laughs> Zach Anderson would say, hey, bud. <laughs> I mean, accurate. So <laughs> uh, I do. I do like the fact that the intro was just like he was like maybe 30 episodes off from where we actually yeah, are. Yeah, totally. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I, I like that he dropped airs right from second <laughs> one that he does not listen to this show. Ever. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm not even going to pretend that I know what we're doing or where we're at. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, no, was, uh, I thought it was hey, a good show. I, it hey, was Robbie, just you want to read the outline? No, I'm good. I, I think I got this. <laughs> yeah. I'll just read it. I'm good. And when Shannon is giving you crap about not reading the outline, you know it's... You're in it's, murky waters. It's a yeah. deep cut. A deep, deep <laughs> cut. 
Oh man. But the uh yeah, that OnlyFans thing is kind of crazy. That that blew up Twitter for a day uh this week. And at first I thought that many people that were OnlyFans content creators on my feed. You know, because when I first when I first saw it, and of course, if you're not aware, uh, OnlyFans is a place where many uh, <laughs> people sell their physical or I mean, digital wares of their physical persons um, for money. And, uh, you know, hey, if that's your deal, God bless you. Get that girl. Get that money. I don't even care. But uh, when they first came out, that OnlyFans said we are no longer allowing adult content. On OnlyFans starting in October, uh, it proceeded to kind of melt the internet, and there were a lot of jokes being made about uh, how it's the new Tumblr and all that. And uh, but then stories started to come out, and holy crap, it was like really nasty. Uh, so essentially, they are doing this because the major credit card providers said they will not only if they don't do this. They will not only delist OnlyFans as a company that does business with them. Anyone on their board who then moves to another company, that company will be delisted from dealing with MasterCard or Visa. Oof. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know it went that deep. I thought it was um, just the board of directors was like our client, like the, we're not getting new investors on the stock exchange. Like we're stagnating mm-hmm. as far as prices go. So in order to clean up their image, they were like, okay, we, you'll, you could do lewds and nudes, but you can't do any sexually explicit stuff mm-hmm. on our, on our forum anymore. That's all I thought it was. And then, like, rats like a sinking ship. Like, everybody was just, like, you know, gone. Um, so, yeah, it'll – it'll. I didn't know it went that, that – yeah. that's a deep cut. Um, yeah, and I it's – it, good on it's, <laughs> I mean, n- one of the – it's an unprecedented threat. Like, it, something like this has never publicly or been made public that this has happened before. Um, so, I mean, I understand why they're doing it. It just sucks for a lot of people because a lot of people make decent money doing that, you know? So a lot of bills get paid around this world in the era of COVID. So sucks for a lot of people. But, hey, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, you know, nature abhors a vacuum. Someone <laughs> will jump in there to take up those, those reins. Well, I mean, that's the problem, right, is the, the – you – you have this forum that has this stigmata and basically all these content creators are going to go to another service that is has a fledgling uh you know amount of subscribers right mm-hmm. so now you're inundating this new company with a a load no pun intended um that it can't um handle because it doesn't have the infrastructure also it's a stigma not a stigmata. They're not bleeding from the hands and feet. Um, I mean, okay, unless, you unless get what I'm saying. People and, subscribe for that. I don't know. I mean, I, maybe it is. You got to pay There's extra. Some dark, dark stuff. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, thanks. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> you, you totally overlooked my 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 load comment to you know, which was a banger. I, and hey, I mean, I ch- I chuckled at it. Shannon. All right. <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, I think you're going to have the same problems anywhere else. Um, you oh, know, yeah. all, all that happens is the cycle begins again. 
something yeah. something else starts getting big and then this comes down again it's it's essentially just big porn um basically mm-hmm. behind the scenes just like pulling the strings being like no you should just all come back over here there's just you know i mean honestly that is the step that needs to happen is big porn one of the big i don't even know who the big companies are in the industry <laughs> but some one of them just needs to start an only fan site and so it's like, yeah, we'll take, you know, a 20% cut and here you go. Because um, they have, they're, they're too big to get bullied around like this, essentially. So, but uh, yeah, interesting. I don't know how we got on this topic, but thanks, Shannon, for bringing it up. It's great. Uh, I mean, you know, basically I was just saying, you know, my my dad, my, for dad's only channel. Dad's got that OnlyFans account. Yeah, he's like, my dad won't <laughs> shut up about the damn thing. He's like, he's got his first smartphone. He's always on it. He, he went to Amazon and bought the lights. He bought the, all the stuff. <laughs> got to get his lighting working good. How do you think I got this brand new microphone, bud? Oh, it is. <laughs> Sounding and looking good. Shannon Moore. Here we are. <laughs> um, but speaking of sounding and looking good, uh, can we talk about Skyrim getting released for literally the twelfth time? Dude, I'm Number telling you. What else you, is there to say? Number dude, I'll 12. tell you what else there is to say. Yes, tell me. Uh, it's gonna be debit, and then <laughs> I, I hand them my sixty-five dollars, and I get Skyrim on the PS5. Got a fishing rod in one hand, blue bluegill in the other, and I'm I'm fishing in Morrowind. I'm running around. So is that the only added feature is that they added fishing? Well, it's got uh, all it's got all three of the expansions added in, which I mean has been standard at this point. And then over 500 pieces of Creation Club content. Justin, what is the Creation Club and why do I care about that? I don't know. I'm assuming if I had to guess what that <laughs> is. You bought it 11 <laughs> times. You don't know? No, well, cuz the creation content thing, I'm assuming like it's their Bethesda's like little mod community thing for Skyrim and Fallout and stuff. I think that's what it's called, where you can like publish your mods and stuff for people. Originally, people could buy them or whatever with points or whatever, but I'm assuming that's what it is. Is whatever their little mod community is. It's probably like the best of those incorporated in the game. Now, now, do you own the Skyrim special edition already that came out on PS4? Um. Yes. Then you'll be able to upgrade it to the anniversary edition. You don't right. have to actually buy the new one. But what if I want to give them? Is <laughs> it <laughs> me giving them my money might get me Elder Scrolls Six faster? Todd Howard legally can't say that, but I think it's implied. Why You're... would why would it why would they give you a new game when you cucks buy the old game for every <laughs> yeah. freaking thing? Yeah, see the Todd Howard mod is gonna get added into the game where all the fish are gonna be modded out with hundred dollar bills and you're just fishing them in. When quote unquote you cucks keep buying the same thing. Um Dude, that's some that Pixel Life official t shirt merch right there. <laughs> Also, I think the $7 billion check Microsoft cut Todd Howard does a little more than you giving them $65. <laughs> Call me crazy. I mean, I, I might be speaking out to You're right. Maybe that three $20 bills and a fiver was just the thing <laughs> they needed to push him over the edge. Yeah. 
Now, next time Todd Howard goes through the Pan's Express drive-thru, he won't be, like, <laughs> sticking his arm halfway down the passenger seat for change. <laughs> Todd Howard just, like, walks out of, like, a GameStop where where you're buying this. And he's like, great, I needed to take a crap right now. And just walks right back into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he won't, he's not panic sweating because his phone <laughs> fell between his seat and the co- console and he has to pay, you know? It's like... <laughs> yeah, and he's like, and with every copy of elder scrolls on the ps5 you get a free copy of fallout 76 and i'm like no i'll pay extra to not take that thanks i I liked how he kind of sounded like professor frank meets someone right there like that was pretty good um so is this uh, now i want to know who is more egregious like i mean just bethesda in general for just constantly putting out skyrim on everything or nintendo with all of its zeldas and uh Mario's and just all that. Who who well, which one do you think is is taking the title right now? I actually have this information. Uh Skyrim now has been the most re-released game literally <laughs> 12 times. What game is number 2? Majora's Grand Mask. Auto 5. Okay, wait. What both of you talked at the same time? <laughs> I'm going to say Majora's Mask. Of all the Zeldas, you would go with Majora's Mask as number as being the I don't second play Zelda most. Games. <laughs> but you play games like <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and what did you say, Justin? <laughs> I said Grand Theft Auto Five. You are both wrong. What if I told you it was a Capcom game? Oh, Street Fighter is a puzzle fighter. Both good guesses. The correct answer is Resident Evil 4, oh, which has been, yeah, 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 which yeah, has yeah, been re-released yeah. 11 times. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as it was on GameCube and, like, it's been and released, it, like, every couple years on something else. Yeah, and it was a GameCube exclusive, so then you got the PS4 Xbox versions, and then you had the Wii version, and then, mm-hmm. and then, and then like, to your point, every console generation since the Wii has had it release or two of re4 and it's yeah it's it's kind of egregious i did i wouldn't have guessed it was re4 though before i read that so but yeah man 12 releases of skyrim and justin owns 11 of them it's nuts (laughs) i was like i thinking about it now i honestly think the one platform I don't own it on is PS3, and it's because the PS3 version was hailed as being the absolute worst, with like the worst game crashing, like bugs and stuff. And I never bought it, but I have it on 360, Xbox One, PC, PS4, PS5. You have it on Switch. your phone, <laughs> dude. If I could, I'm like, but I got Elder Scroll Blades. Dude, nice. I, kn- I know when. <laughs> When you get that Steam, uh, that Steam box or the the the, the handheld, deck. the Steam Deck, I know you're gonna buy it on that too. Like, <laughs> I'll buy it again. Yeah, just this. buy it, add it to your Steam library again, oh. just for nostalgia's sake. I was like, I guess that's true. The other version I'm missing is the uh, the VR one for the PSVR. Well, that you don't. You, at least you don't own a PSVR. Yeah. So. That at least I can, I can, you don't own the system. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. It'd be weird if you bought it. Yeah. If I owned a PSVR though, like, you know, the first two games, it's obviously like Beat Saber and Skyrim that are getting with the (laughs) PSVR. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That is really funny. 
Can we um, move on from this, please? Because this is hardly news to me. Hey, wow. well, guess what? Guess what? This whole uh, obviously you haven't looked at the outline because there's hardly any news this week, my friend. Uh, I'm guessing Gamescom coming next week uh, has meant everyone has kind of shut the spigot off as far as leaks and news and new things to talk about. But uh, I did want to circle back because Robbie and Justin touched on it a bit last week, but I wanted to talk a little about the Nintendo Indie World Direct that they talked about. Um, well, it was about 10 days ago now. And uh, c- can we talk about how excited we are about Loop Hero coming to Switch? Yeah. Because I'm really excited about Loop Hero coming to Switch. And it's coming uh, holiday. They didn't give a date, but just of this holiday season, which to me says October, November. And which means I'm not going to be wrapping Christmas presents because I'm going to be going one more loop, one more loop, one more. I, I can get I, I know I can get it this time. Just hold on, Santa. Just hold on a second. I got I, I can beat this guy this time. Honest. Um, so, uh, yeah. What, Shannon, your thoughts. Uh, dude, I just started getting into Loop Hero and uh I kind of want to, I don't know if I should just wait until the end of the year to to play it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I've played it enough to love the game um, and know that I'm going to play it a lot. Uh, I just, I don't know if I, you know, sh- I, I all, the majority of my playtime right now is on the Switch. So, I mean, to really enjoy it, maybe I'll just wait. But, I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. I know I am. <laughs> Here, like I say that all to say, yes, I'm going to buy it. Just tell me how much and when. Um, I don't even care. Like it's, it's going to be reasonable, reasonably priced and yeah, I and will buy it dev- because I love it's, it. It's Devolver. It's going to be like 20 to 30 bucks mm-hmm. more than likely, probably 1999. And I'm going to be giving them 1999 day one. So. Oh, um, the minute it shows up on the, uh, the, like the upcoming releases, it's mm-hmm. going to be, it's going to be in my cart. It's it's yeah. just download it when it's ready, please. Uh, Justin, what do you think? Does this pretend? Because I know they've are they've been adding content in update form on the Steam version. Do you think this means we're getting to a more locked down version of Loop Hero? Yeah. See, that's kind of what I brought up to Robbie last week a little bit too. Is I think that we may get, like, a big substantial update before it comes out on Switch. Like, I'm thinking mm-hmm. we might get, like, the DLC with, like, the th- next character and, like, another boss or something, like sure. a big one, and then that way it'll just be, like, the definitive... They'll just bundle it together on the Switch or whatever, and that way they can charge, like, the 40 bucks or whatever, 39 99 yeah. or whatever for it and call it a day with, like, the <laughs> get- DLC and stuff. The game no one except a few weirdos has played, but the definitive edition. Yeah. <laughs> but, but. Uh, yeah, Lupiro is fantastic. Um, I mean, I guess, I, should I just talk about my experience with Lupiro now? Since, I mean, we've already bored people to death for this for like three weeks. Uh, I, I could just get it out of the way now. enthralled people. They should be <laughs> lucky to hear of the greatness that is Lupiro. <laughs> I will just uh, tell you, I started playing that game mm-hmm. and it was like, it was like noon and I was like, I have some time to kill. Like I, you know, everybody's been talking about this game. I'll give it a try. So I loaded up on my computer and then the next thing I know, like my kids going to bed and I'm like, <laughs> I, I turn around and like, you know, the it's dark outside and you know, my girlfriend's like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna go upstairs and do story time. I was like, okay, cool. 
and you know go upstairs do story time put my son to bed i'm like okay you know what i'm just gonna go downstairs and like just turn the computer off so we can watch some tv mm-hmm. and then it was like midnight because like yep. i got there was a loop that i just got really going on and i was like okay i'm gonna see where this goes and then <laughs> you know i got to the boss the and you know i was like oh i have a really good chance no he just like he just clocked me and I was like, oh, I got to get back and try this one more time. And uh, yeah, that's that's basically where my Saturday went last week. It was it was great. It, uh, but it, was I right, though? Did you spend the first 10 minutes going, what the hell are Justin and Zach talking about? Like, yeah, like when I saw the like when I saw the guy um, mm-hmm. like actually going around the loop, I'm like, what is this? Why? <laughs> this like, is been, so outdated. Or like, were they like tricking me? Is this this whole thing a prank? Like, yeah, it was like a long con. Um, but <clears throat> then I started to, uh, then I sent you guys a text message saying, "What is the relevance of these these mossy lands and these glades and these mountains and these rocks? Like, what does all this stuff do?" Because mm. I'm just kind of slapping stuff down like haphazardly, like n- not really caring. But I noticed that when I put, um, like the glades down next to something, they they change. And then I figured by accident, like when you put a whole bunch of mountains together, they turn into like a huge mountain range. But you can only like do that like once. Um, like you can only set that up like once. Like after you do that, it doesn't you can't do it anymore. So it was just kind of all like trial and error. And I, and, and I was getting I felt like I was getting relatively far like as far as like my loops around were going. Yeah. But I was definitely playing fast and loose. I was just like, oh, I can I can make it one more time. And then I would get rocked by like a vampire and a spider. And then a heartbeat would come down out of nowhere. And then there was like a, a blood clot that would jump up every once in a while. I'm like, how did this guy even spawn? Um, and then I would just get I wouldn't make it. And then I would lose like half of my stuff. So I was just not building my camp the way that I wanted to as fast as I wanted to. Um, but like once I started to kind of understand like how those other pieces kind of fit into the puzzle, um, you know, my base, I think now I have like the rogue and the necromancer like abilities, like ready to try, but I haven't tried them yet. Like I haven't tried those classes, but yeah, there's definitely a good carrot on a stick there. And I don't know what it is, like what itch this is scratching, but like Mm -hmm. it just, you just lose so much time to this game. And it's awesome. And I don't feel bad about it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you're right. You lose so much time to it. And there's so it I think it has the secret sauce it has is it gives you a wonderful sense of discovery, like because you find out so many things in that game by accident. And if you haven't picked up the game, I would recommend not looking up what everything does. Because that's part of the joy of the game is just figuring it out as you go along. And then you're incorporating the stuff you've learned to go further and progress. And, you know, it's like last week when uh, Jess and Robbie were talking about the blood groves and like Robbie legitimately didn't know what the blood groves did until Justin told him. And you could like hear his mind breaking (laughs) that he's like, wait, what they do? What Robbie didn't even know there's two other classes. Like He's just been playing as the warrior the entire time. And I'm like. Dude, like, have you tried the? Because Zach said something in the text messages was like, "Oh, rogue class for the win." And Robbie was like, "Rogue what?" Yeah. And he's like, "There's," a, and I'm like, "Dude, you realize there's a necromancer and a rogue in the game, right?" And he's like, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, I mean, it has a wonderful sense of discovery, a wonderful balance to everything 
you know, like you were talking about last week, Justin, you know, where you can stop the game, change your change your loadout, uh, plan what you're going to lay out without being penalized and all that stuff. But then at the same time, when it's moving, you need to be on it. And and it has this weird thing where it looks almost like a, a like a just a clicker type game where you can just watch the numbers go for a while. But if you're not engaged, it'll just wreck you. So you have to stay on it, even though it looks very casual just to watch it. And yeah, it, it's awesome. It's really, really good. Yeah. It's um, like the, I was in the beginning, I was getting really kind of concerned because you only have so many spots in your inventory selection. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was, wondering if there was some type of strategy because i was like okay i can't get rid of any of these components so i was just waiting until i got like a string where um i could equip a stronger weapon but then equip a whole bunch of weaker ones as i was going around you know until i got to a fight so i could equip the strong one and clear out inventory slots so i had space and then one time i was just like screw this i'm not gonna pay attention to this i'm just gonna see what happens when it fills up and then as they were dropping out, you were getting like supplies. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a lot better, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. it just breaks down all your old crap or whatever when it switches out into like materials to take back to camp. Yeah, it was a lot better. I'm that my um, that's when my base camp grew a lot faster. <laughs> you weren't throwing it all away. Yeah, wasn't wasting it all. But yeah, it's great. Uh, I I yeah, it's going to be on the game of the year list. I would be surprised if it's not in the top five for me. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and put a, a little bit of a moratorium on Lou Piro now that we've talked about it for basically <laughs> a month. Because uh, um, I, I have to imagine people are getting sick of listening to us talk about Lou Piro. Um, but uh, just, just so everyone knows, when it comes out on the Switch, just strap in because more's coming. Um, but real quick, I want to touch on some other things. Uh, the Shovel Knight game coming out that they announced on the Nintendo Switch, it seems really interesting. It's a pocket dungeon, which seems very much like a Shovel Knight puzzle game, which, uh, man, they just, the Yacht Club just, just crams Shovel Knight into everything these days, don't they? Like, it's, it's like... You- but it looks it looks so good though. It looks it a lot like it's like Shovel Knight meets um it's like Crypt of the Necrodancer or the Cadence of Hyrule mm-hmm. kind of style where it's like looks like you're kind of going to the music and like with all the different fun characters and stuff that they've like fleshed out in Shovel Knight. Like I think it really works like playing as like the different characters because it always feels different. It does it does look really good. It's just one of those like man, it's just can you guys come up with something other than Shovel Knight at this point? Like Jesus, but. You know, I'm sure it'll be fun. I'll probably end up playing it because all those games work, look and work really good. Um, and I want to talk real quick about Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which is a game I wasn't aware that existed until no. I saw this whole thing. And holy crap, it's it's Jet Grind Radio, guys. Like this is just straight up Jet Grind Radio, but in a new game. And I am here for it. Like all it has to do is not suck, and I'm in. You know. And and I can tell the dogs are with me, you know, <laughs> they are also on board with this new Jet Grind Radio future. Um, uh, Shaded, have you heard of this one at all? Because I had not heard of it until I watched this. Yeah, uh, I 
until I looked at the outline, uh, I did not know what this was. And uh, I'm, I'm, I would have to say I am excited to give it a try. I don't know if it's going to be something I'll stick with, but, or, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, you know, watch a couple streams of it before pulling the trigger. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. I have plenty of other games to hold me over right now. Oh, for sure. It's just Jet Grind Radio is one of those games for me that like I sentim- sentimentality makes me hold up on a pedestal for a lot of reasons. And it's it's a game that if it just it it's aping the look, I'm pretty sure it looks like it's got um, a lot of the same team from those games. And if it's like a spiritual successor and it's good, uh, you're talking my language. You know, like that's that's me. And that, that one's coming in 2022. So we've got we've got time before that one hits. And then uh, the other one I'm, I'm probably going to get and play is Metal Slug Tactics. That looks dope. Yeah, that one looks cool as hell. So uh, outside of that, anything else grab you, Shannon? Um, I was looking at Axiom Verge 2 just because mm-hmm. Axiom Verge, the first one, always kind of like anytime I see it on sale, I'm like, I I want it looks like something I would enjoy. Uh, but I'm always just I don't know why I just never pulled the trigger on it. But I mean, it, it looks like a great game and it's got like a lot of positive reviews. Um, so maybe I'll give it a try when the second one comes out. Sure. And Justin, then, what do you. Oh, oh good. Oh, I was, I was say, just, Justin, what do you think? I was just going to tell you, I was like, yeah, Axiom Verge one is a good game. Like it's a good Metroidvania. But yeah, for me, there was a lot of like cool stuff. Like I agree, the Shovel Knight stuff was dope. The fact that we're getting Tetris Effect is interesting. Like I can't imagine it being better than I'm assuming like the PS VR version and stuff. But it's still cool that it's coming to Switch because I've heard the soundtrack is really good for that game. It's alright. Yeah. The soundtrack's really good. I just don't know if I want to play that handheld. Like part yeah. of the part of that game is the like splendor of a big screen and the craziness of it. Right. And, like, the big one that kind of surprised is, like, uh, Eastward is coming soon, which they've shown Eastward before in, like, a previous, I think, Indie World Direct and stuff. It's been a while since we've seen it. And it's, like, a very, like, earthbound-looking, like, gorgeous pixel art, like, game and stuff. It looks like a cool kind of little world that you're in and Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's coming September 16th, which is right around the corner. Yeah, and it's the same publisher as, like, Stardew Valley and Risk of Rain, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, the publisher Chucklefish has done, like, a ton of stuff. I think they're the ones behind that, uh, the Advanced Wars Clone War Group. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. They did that one, so... So, I mean, at least it's, you know, not quite, like, Devolver level, where I'm just gonna buy whatever Devolver's selling, but at least they've got some good arrows in their quiver as far as past titles. Oh, yeah, for sure. The the thing with Eastward is I don't really know like what that game is other than pretty. Yeah, I don't think they've really shown a lot. I'm assuming it's probably similar to like Undertale in a sense, where it's like the mm. less you know about Undertale, like the better going into it and stuff with like the world and kind of like what you're doing. Yeah. So I think that might be kind of what they're doing is they're kind of banking on you just kind of playing it. They don't really want to give away too much like the story and stuff, since I think it's probably like heavily story based. Well, I mean, to your point, it, it looks really pretty, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I guess I guess it's enough Nintendo World Direct, because also later after that was the Pokemon Direct, and they had the big, basically it was the big 
presentation for uh, uh, Diamond and Pearl, the remakes that are coming in November. They got the the lockdown date of November 19th. Um, And then uh, there was the, uh, was it Pokemon Legends Arceus trailer? And that game looks rad. Dude, it's looking so good. I... I just, one, I really like the aesthetic for the world, how it's kind of, like, mm-hmm. oldish, like, the old Pokeball stuff, like, all yeah. that. I'm like, dude, that stuff looks like tattoo, like, dream stuff. Like, give it to me. Like, <laughs> it looks so good. Are we are we pronouncing it Hisui? Hisui? What's the region? Hisu? Uh, it's like, I, I haven't been able to seen it said anywhere. Yeah, it's I'm H- not really H-I-S-U-I sure. region, and it becomes the Shino region in the modern parlance but the uh because it looks like the hysuian growlith was one of the uh the big stories to come out of that yeah they showed him in the arcanine and i think that's pretty cool that like you know because we've kind of had like the alohawan versions of stuff Mm -hmm. like that so it's kind of cool that we're getting like i guess older versions like older versions of pokemon and i think what would be really cool is if they kind of did a throwback with some of them like there's for Pokemon Gold and Silver, there's, like, unused Pokemon and stuff that never made it into the game. And it'd be cool if they took some of those designs and turned them into, like, the preforms of, like, a lot of stuff like they did with Growth and Arcanine and stuff to yeah. kind of, like, incorporate those designs into, like, the actual current Pokemon. And I like that they're changing the gameplay up a little bit to where it seems to be a little more Monster Hunter-y, where you got to, like, plan out what you're doing and... You know, you got to involve a lot of stealth to, like, creep up on things. and Yeah, it honestly kind of makes me think that it's almost like they took Sword and Shield and were like, what if we took this but kind of combined it with some of the mechanics from, like, Pokemon Snap and stuff, like sneaking sure. up on Pokemon, surprising Pokemon, like, took kind of that and incorporated it with you moving around and, like, actually, like, interacting with the environment and exploring a lot more. Well, and the whole thing, I guess, is supposed to be like this takes place in the past where humans and Pokemon did not get along as well as they do now. So you're not you're, you're going to be dealing with a lot more confrontational Pokemon than just, hey, bro, cat, throw me in a ball. It's all good. Um, like you get these days. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very impressed with the look of it. It looks really pretty. It, it has a bit of a Breath of the Wild look to it just as far as the like landscape goes. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hyped and, uh, I have a seven year old in my house. So trust me, Pokemon, uh, diamond and pearl will be purchased or one of them will be when we figure out which one he wants, you know, was it Palkia and, uh, Dialga. Yeah. Dialga. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll figure out which one he wants more, but, uh, Shannon, you in for some more Pokemon? Yeah, I'm in for the that open world one, but not the uh, Diamond and Pearl. What? Nah. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. I just um, it's not like you're I, buying Diablo two in, anymore, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I got Kenna coming up in like September, and I'll probably be playing that um, mm-hmm. until the end of the year, maybe. Hopefully, I don't know, de- depending on what that game does. Um, but I mean, I'm still playing um, Pokemon Snap. Still got my Pogo going too. Uh, uh, oh yeah, did you get a Gita Zacian or a Zamazenta 
that not yet this weekend yeah no no yeah did I'm, you guys I'm do halfway the, through the challenges did you do the ev event yeah yeah oh yeah we got the I got some shiny evs i got my shiny sylveon rocking nice justin did you get yourself a shiny yeah, I went. I got a. I caught enough shinies. It just sucks. None of them were really high level. But, yeah. Um, I did end up getting enough though that I got an entire set of shiny like evolutions. Nice. Nice. So. Very cool. You're one like cool. you're one like CP seventy four Umbreon. You're like <laughs> you suck. I mean, none of them luckily were like that bad. I think like my highest was I ended up with like a shiny Vaporeon that was like. I think it's like around like like fourteen hundred something like that. So it's not like incredibly low, but it, I was wanting like you know like an eight hundred CP shiny EV or something. Sure. Then you know it would evolve almost like two K. But well, I mean, then you can all you got to do is just hold on to it. I mean, wait and you know power them up and then evolve them. Well, yeah, it's just I, I pump and that's what I did with some of them to get them higher is I pumped like some of my highest ones that I got up a little bit to make them a little better before they evolved. But I like couldn't find anything like insanely strong to evolve those. So I just had to work with the lower ones that I had and pump a couple of. Yeah, the the first uh, the first shiny EV I got had a 17 CP and I was like, are you are you? <laughs> Dude, I, I actually think I had one that was like nine it was like something <laughs> insanely like i was like there's no way i think i still have it in my fucking party like, because i was like breeze is gonna flow is gonna blow you over <laughs> yeah i was like dude if a pokeball doesn't catch this like turn one then i don't know what to tell you man it's rigged justin's out here with the uh, ps3 skyrim of evs in his, in his party. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he's like laying on the ground half dead <laughs> So funny. You're like dragging it behind you. Like, Come on, baby. It's like at this point, I'd almost have a Magikarp. <laughs> at least you can splash. What the hell are you good for? <laughs> Nothing. Um. Well, okay. We can uh, move on to our weekly consultation. Uh, hey, guys. I had a bunch of family come over to my house, so uh, I didn't play shit this week outside of some old stuff that no one wants to hear about. Hey, guess what? I still play Jurassic World Evolution because my kid needed me to level some stuff up for him. Uh, yeah, that was fun. That was exciting times. Um, I played some Loop Hero. Want to hear about that? Um, yeah, so that was about it for me. Thankfully, my two intrepid co-hosts have been playing good stuff. So, uh, Shannon, why don't you tell me about a little West of Loathing? Yeah, so uh, it was on sale for $6, I think, over the last week. Um, and so I picked it up. and uh, wait, I remember wait. on what system? On the Switch. Oh, shit. Six bucks? Yeah. All it was right, like gonna... $6.49. I don't know if it's still on I'm sale. I'm going to go see if that's still on sale while you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I picked it up. And uh, I, I remember Justin talking about this game, talking about the humor in it um, and the animation style. So... Yeah, I, I picked it up and uh, started playing it. Uh, you know, you get your, you know, your, your you, you choose your class. Um, I went with the uh, the warrior class. I didn't want to go with the magic beans like thrower or the bean slinger. I forget what the other one was, but um, uh, I think one of them was like a snake charmer or something. Yeah, like yeah. Snake something. <laughs> yeah. 
And so I was just like, okay, cool. Uh, and then you get into your first town, and uh, it's apparently a town that has been besieged by uh, uh, cows, um, like uh, angry cows. Um, so uh, you you get out there and you start building up your character. It's it's a, a turn based RPG, I would say. Um, it kind of similar to like Stick of Truth, um, like the South Park game. Um, your characters are there. You have uh, action points that you can spend um, to either cast spells or heal your team. Um, and uh, you basically uh, take turns attacking things. Um, most of the times it's cows. Sometimes it's bandits. Um, I do like the game. Um, I will give it that much. I do enjoy the... Uh, the narrator because in every town there's a spittoon um <laughs> and it's a western town and in every every time i go there they're like okay it's a spittoon on the ground the first time you do it um the person's like it's a spittoon on the ground and you're just like i'm gonna search it and they're like really like people are spitting in this um there's no dentist to speak of at this time so people are just you know spitting mouth disease into this like spittoon are you sure you want to do it you're like yeah they're like come on, dude, like, you're going to make me describe you sticking your hand in this spittoon. You're just like, yeah, I want it. And then there, so every single time you go to a spittoon, that narrative builds on like the previous time you did it, which makes me crack up. Like every single time I go to a new town, the first thing I do is I go into the saloon and I check that spittoon. Um, but there are some quests in there that I feel are just, um, time fillers uh so that's kind of a bummer to me uh there were a couple times where i walked into a town and i wanted to do some exploration but there's one that's like a ghost town and you need a permit for a temporary pass and you have to get a number three ghost pencil um, because you can't use a number two uh, and then you have to go back and forth. And basically the whole quest of getting that permit is just so you can buy a shot of whiskey from the ghost bar, which the payoff did not seem beneficial to the to the walkthrough uh, of the the quest. Uh, there are no ways to check what quests you have open, like in some of the other uh, games in the genre, which made it difficult to navigate um around the other locations on the map like once you start to have a a larger amount of places to visit i do like the fact that there are uh opportunities between like when you're traveling it's basically just a fast travel to the location but uh they break up the monotony of traveling to that place by having this kind of little quick time event that happens in your travels. And it always benefits you in some way, shape or form, uh, gives you a, a small amount of experience to help level up your characters. Um, so I, I enjoy that. I, I think if you're going to start the game, um, there's three options that you get to pick from um, when you read the books and it's either some type of physical attack uh, like a magic attack or the ability to um, pick locks, like kind of like a, a rogue kind of a skill set. Um, I would have gone with a lock picking skill set right, right out the gate instead of just going like a full warrior build, um, because there are a lot of things uh, from the get go that would benefit you, I believe, if you had the lock picking skill available right from the get go. Um, so that's kind of the only uh bummer i am i am enjoying it 
Um, but it is losing its luster. I'm maybe three quarters of the way through the the map, exploring the map right now. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun. Justin, like, what did you continue playing this game? Did you beat it? Um, what what what's your takeaway? Uh, I didn't beat it. Uh, and I only didn't beat it though because I got stuck, which which happened to me a couple different times. Like, I would play a lot of it and then I'd get to a part because, like you said, like once you get a lot of missions going on, sometimes. Like, if I didn't play for a while, like, going back, it was hard for me to try and figure out, like, what I was doing last. Mm-hmm. And so I'd kind of just, like, travel to the different towns and stuff and, like, look around and try and remember, like, what I was doing and, like, if there was anything I needed to actually do. Because I got probably, like, I don't even know, like, maybe, like, 10, I think, hours or so plus, like, into it. And they have, like, the DLC for it and stuff, like, the gun manor and stuff, which is kind of just like a, I think you just kind of go into this, like, mansion and you basically just try and work your way up, like, fighting people. But it's a lot of fun. Like, I love the humor. Like, how derpy the horses look gets me every time. I think I named my horse, like, Dwayne Johnson or something like that. (laughs) And so I just, like, and I, I chose the snake person, like, so I have, like, the briefcase full of snakes or whatever and fight people but i just love the humor in it and like the accessories and stuff the fact that you get to like see them and like the stats it's like it's very much kind of like stick of truth where it's like that it has the rpg elements but it's not super intensive like it's really easy to get into and like play and stuff that doesn't require like a ton of strategy mm-hmm. and stuff to it so it's a lot of fun and i definitely recommend it if you haven't played it especially if it's still on sale and it is for uh, six dollars. It looks like, so. Yeah, dude, I would I would pick it up. It's a it's a good game to play. It's not very hard to learn the controls. I think there's only a handful of buttons. Um, it's just you know the, for six dollars, it's it's great if you're gonna stick with it. If you're gonna you know play with it for a little bit and then come back to it later, like you know Justin has done, it is hard to figure out where you need to go. Um, I mean, even when you're playing it, sometimes there's very little direction in where they want you to go. They just tell you what you need. And then you kind of have to remember where it was on the map. Um, And if you're going and if you have like 20 places open on the map, you're just like, well, I guess I got to just systematically go through here and and find where that one thing is. Um, So it, it could feel like a slog when you have to get to those points. But, yeah, the humor is the humor is great. Like, I mean, there have been a couple times where I've just find myself like laughing in the dark by myself (laughs) playing this. Laughing in the dark by myself. (laughs) The Shannon Moore story. Um, (laughs) Well, that sounds cool. Yeah, I'll probably pick that one up. I've been looking for something with a good narrative to Mm -hmm. to mess with. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then um, let I think you you basically in that first town you get to choose like a uh, another NPC that you get to travel with. So mm-hmm. it will be interesting to see who you go with because there's like four people I think that you can choose from, um, and then you can you can go from there. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's fun. The other the only other game I've been playing this week has been um, Pokemon Snap because I've been trying to get to the uh the dlc that came out mm-hmm. for it uh i have unlocked the the areas on the first island where you shrink down um, oh, okay. to uh take the pictures that way 
And it's fun, but it just takes so long. Like, I'm still trying to get the volcano area opened up on the uh, the top right corner of the map. Um, I have the desert spot open right now, but I mm-hmm. haven't gotten the Illumina orbs yet for it. So um, I'm trying to get I'm trying to unlock those and I'm trying to get, you know, the levels up high enough to where I can move on. But, you know, when you go from level one to level two and you get like, um, you know, I think it's maybe like 14,000 points to level up to two. And then from two to three, it's like 56 to 60,000 points. And then I've already gotten a handful of pictures in of each of those Pokemon that are, you know, pretty decently scored mm-hmm. so it makes it almost impossible to get like a huge payoff when you're going through those um those levels over and over again to try to get them to um you know to well, get those points what i will tell you is most of those levels have secrets in them like there's uh-huh. some sort of like sometimes it's a legendary pokemon or something like that that you can draw out a certain way and they will almost level up things for you by just getting pictures of them. So if you're really, really stuck, I might suggest looking at a guide for whatever level you're stuck on to just see what, what the secret thing is you're missing. Cause uh, for me, I remember it was the underwater one mm-hmm. and I just could not figure out how the hell to progress. And then I realized like, Oh, if you do something with the clauncher and have it move, that opens up a whole second pathway that goes deep underwater where there's like Lugia and shit. And it's like, Oh, that became super easy to level up at that point. It was just like finding that one thing that I needed to unlock, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing that too. The clutter like sits at this rock wall and you can see that there's like a a path on the other side. And like, I I just pepper that dude with like fluff roots. And like, I'm just like anything I have that I can, I can use, like I'm playing music, I'm hitting him with the fluff through, through, I'm like doing everything and he still doesn't do anything to it. So I'm just like, whatever. But yeah, it's like, I I, I keep, I would suggest just finding a quick little guide because I guarantee it's just one thing that you need to do in sequence or something. Yeah. Something I'm missing. It's fine. But yeah, uh, Justin, what have you been playing this week? So I've been playing a couple different things this week. So I played the demo for the new WarioWare game that is coming to Switch here in a couple weeks. They released a mm-hmm. demo for everybody to be able to download, try it out. Um, I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. Um, my my one real complaint about it is that I wish for me I've played all the WarioWare games. The Wii one is smooth moves is like my absolute favorite it was like a fun party game like we'd go party like everyone would like get drunk or whatever and play fucking smooth moves and you got like the Wii mode on your nose and you're like doing stuff laughing <laughs> at each other like so it was a really fun game um but this one i thought it was going to be kind of like that because i'm like oh you know they can do similar stuff you know with the joy cons and stuff and like you know put it in your pocket and like run like do like real weird stuff like you, you could do with the Wii mode um, except instead they opted to design the game around not having to disattach the Joy-Cons so that, you know, people with that have the switches and stuff that don't disconnect, you know, they can still play it, which I get that. And it was still fun and, like, what, how they designed it and stuff with the different characters. Like, it's very simple. You just move and then, like, press the A button, basically, and each character 
does something different like some like jump some like shoot lasers and stuff and there's like a ufo character that can suck things up um but you're basically put them all in a pool and it's like you can get like an assorted person and then they come up and you have to like do the challenge real quick with them um and you can do like either three people or you can have the entire party of like the 10 characters or whatever in there to cycle through but I got pretty far. I got to, I think, like, level 33 or something like that before I died, which was pretty good. And they didn't let you play with all the characters either, though. They only let you play with, I think, like, a handful of, like, eight. Like, there's still, mm-hmm. like, another, I think, like, six or so that, you know, once you unlock the full game, you'll get to play with. But the mini games were very Wario-esque and stuff, very weird. They had a lot of Splatoon ones, like, where, like, one side's, like, the purple paint one side's the orange and you have to like go on what side of the screen you think like is the winner with the percent of like field covered and stuff and so they still reference like other nintendo games and stuff like in previous warioware games which is cool sweet and then i picked up two games from the nintendo indie world direct i picked up boyfriend dungeon and garden story uh both which i've been waiting quite a while for to come out and both i was very surprised both came out like the same day during the direct like i was like dude like why couldn't one come out today and one have come out like a month ago so i didn't like have to like get both now and try and play both at the same time but boyfriend dungeon's really fun it's one i'd probably recommend getting it when it's on sale because just because it's shorter and stuff but it's basically like almost like a little dungeon crawler but it's also a dating game but you date your weapons and all the weapons are like either (laughs) boys or girls like they transform there's like people who transform into weapons it's very much like soul eater the anime if you've ever seen it where there's people who are weapons and people who wield weapons and that's kind of how it is is you're a wielder and then they're trying to find like the right weapon for you so you kind of go out on dates with these weapons and like going out on dates with them like builds up your like connection with the person and stuff so it makes the weapon better and like leveling it up and stuff and so it kind of has like this little dating element mixed with the dungeon crawling element but they didn't really go too deep into either one so that's kind of where the game suffers is like it's like surface level for both like if they went like hardcore like oh like dating actually like really impacts the game and matters or like oh the dungeon crawling part is like tech or whatever but they kind of just went very surface level on both which i kind of wish they had like pushed it a little bit further in concept because like it's a solid like what what there is is a solid game it's just i thought it was going to be more than it was and then with garden story um you play as concord this cute little grape dude and it's very kind of like a link to the past esque in terms of graphics and like you know you're in this like little garden village and the rot is the enemy and stuff that's like come to the garden it's like seeping kind of like infecting everything and you need to step up and become the gardens like a guardian and stuff to destroy the rot and save the town sounds sounds very uh miyazaki ish yeah and i kind of you can kind of see that too like in the characters and stuff it's very me like you know there's like the like old tomato looking character and stuff and like it has like um, there's like a frog person that you like talk to and stuff who's like fun kind of pokes fun at you and stuff for being like mm-hmm. a little grape and uh, but it's very cute so far I definitely want to play more it's very kind of like 
I guess like Stardew Valley-ish, like whatever. Like every day you kind of have like tasks and stuff in the town that you take jobs and stuff to complete for people in the town and stuff. So it's very cute, very kind of chill game. Um, and then the last game that I played this week, which I just uh, finished yesterday, was 12 Minutes, hmm. which is now, now on am, Game Pass. I am very excited to talk about this because I, I have it, I've downloaded it, but I have not started it, and I'm extremely intrigued. Yes, it's very it's a very interesting game. Um the my the biggest thing I think that goes for the game is they push the movie concept like pretty much all the way through. Like it is very much like a movie within a video game kind of thing. Like the whole opening for the game is very much like the opening to a movie, like when you beat the game, like the credits, it's very much like the end of a movie. So mm-hmm. the fact that they kind of like held that it's very artsy and very cool, and it's done in such a way that I don't think I've seen another game really push that concept like that. Um, so that's really cool. The game itself, the entire premise, if you've never heard of it, is so you play as this guy, and the entire game takes place in 12-minute time loops. And it's you coming back to your apartment, to your girlfriend, and... You guys, she has, like, a big dinner planned for you and stuff, and you're trying to, like, go through this dinner, and eventually a cop comes banging on the door and tries to, like, arrest your, I guess she's your wife, not your girlfriend, Mm -hmm. but your wife saying that, like, eight years ago she murdered her father, and she doesn't know what he's talking about and stuff, and so... Each 12 minutes, you're basically, that's the core concept of the game that's happening. And then through every loop, you're basically, like, uh, trying to explore the apartment, um, interrogating, like, inquising your wife and asking certain questions, trying to find out more information. And then you're kind of doing the same thing with the cop. Because those are, like, the only real three characters in the game is you, the wife, and the cop. And so each loop you go through, when you interact with them, it will... Um, depending on how you interact with them and stuff, it will the next loop around, it will kind of open up new branching like conversation paths and stuff because now you have more information than you did previously. So then now you can go deeper into like your wife's past or like the relationship between like the cop and your wife's dad and hmm. stuff like that. And as you get more information, it starts to kind of unravel the story a little bit more. And then you start to realize there's like certain scenarios and stuff that you can set up in the apartment that are like really cool and stuff like, for instance, uh, cause I don't want to spoil it too, too much since yeah. I know Zach is going to play it. But like, for instance, like one of them, what I think is really cool is like every time you, when you enter the apartment, um, there's like a good, probably like eight second, like gap between you entering and then like your wife coming out of, the bathroom or whatever and being like oh i didn't hear you were home or whatever and then she kisses mm-hmm. you and it kind of starts the game so you kind of have like eight seconds by yourself to do whatever you want like in the apartment and so like i'll run to the sink and like grab the knife and like grab some mm-hmm. and if you stand there and stuff then it's like yeah your wife will come out and see you but there's also a closet in the living room so you can immediately run and hide in the closet so she doesn't think you ever came home so there's like the scenario with her and the cop. You never really get to see it fully play out because you always get knocked out by the cop. So you don't know okay. what happens. So by hiding in the closet, you get to see the entire exchange because you're not home. She doesn't know you're home 
any other time though if you were home and you tried to hide in the closet she's like yelling for you so he goes looking for you and it outs you and then you end up in the same scenario on the floor with her but if she doesn't know you were ever home she tells him that you're coming home from work so he doesn't look for you so you get to actually see that entire interaction play out and then you know even though it doesn't like let's say end well for everybody in that scenario you get to see what happens and you get to take that information with you in the next loop so it's like all right now i know how this conversation ends and i can interrogate the cop or the wife or whatever with this new information that i know because now i'm more like informed than i was previously in my loop that sounds really cool it just sounds super neat yeah and it is really cool um like, the beginning of the game, like, figuring all this stuff out and, like, what to do, like, in the different, like, 12 minutes and stuff. Like, the loop, you're like, all right, you're like, I got about, like, seven minutes until the cop comes so you can, like, like start setting stuff up around the apartment to prepare for it and stuff before it shows up. And it's interesting where it goes. Uh, Robbie kind of um, was talking about it in our group chat. He wasn't very impressed with the ending um, mm-hmm. The ending for the ending for me, I thought it was okay. Like I definitely think the first half of the game is better than the second half of the game. Um, and there is kind of like multiple endings, if you will, to the game. Like depending on how you choose to let certain events play out. Okay. Um, but I thought it was enjoyable. I don't think it's gonna be like on my game of the year list, but it was still for free, like on game pass, like it's still definitely worth playing. It's an enjoyable experience. Um, my only other real complaint about it, which Robbie kind of brought to like, it's kind of clunky the game. I don't know if I was playing it on my computer through game pass. I wasn't playing it on the actual Xbox, but I had like multiple instances where it's like, uh, the physics with people and stuff like you would get like bumped into people or like clip through like physical objects and stuff because someone moved you some way and you went to pick something up just like real weird stuff like polish stuff like that that will probably get fixed in an update somewhere down the road but it was just like i was surprised that like that kind of stuff in the game but still all in all like a good experience cool well, that's definitely something I'm going to be playing probably in the next week. So hopefully we can compare notes. So like each, I guess, time you start over, like, is it big? Be- I mean, like, I, I don't know if this spoils anything, but is there a hard cut? And you basically just get, like you were saying, you get knocked out by the police officer. Like if you get knocked out by the police officer, does you, does the story just like start over again with you coming in the door? Yeah, so basically anytime anytime the loop restarts, it either restarts because it's like you get knocked out, you get killed, or if you try to leave the apartment, that also ends the loop and then just restarts. So that's a good way to quick restart too. Like if you realize you fucked something up and you're like, okay, well what I had planned is not going to work now because I didn't have enough time to set it up. You can just leave out the front door and it will automatically reset the loop and then you're like, all right, let's try this again. Um but it always restarts to you like right after you entered the front door. And so you're like standing like in the living room or whatever of the apartment, like right after you walked in. And there's always like an, it doesn't like hard cut either. Like usually, especially if you're progressing through the actual story, like he usually has like a narrative or like something new usually happens. Like in the very beginning, like when you show that he's like, Oh fuck. Like I can't believe that happened or something. And then like it progresses. So you kind of know when you did something right because you get a reaction out of the main character 
more than you normally do when you just like restart. Okay, and that was going to be my next question. The main character knows he's in a loop. The main character does know he's stuck in a loop and he's okay. trying to figure out why. And that's what's funny, though, too, is there's also like uh, one of the things like in the closet is like your wife's purse and there's like her phone or whatever in there. And you can call 911. Uh, I tried calling my actual phone number to see if that did anything, mm-hmm. and it didn't, which I thought was a stretch, but it'd be funny if it did. Um <laughs> uh, but you call 911 and basically no matter what you say to them, like cops breaking in, like whatever you try to get them to send cops, it's always going to take 15 minutes. So it's like no matter what, they're always going to be late. And he's like, it's not going to work. He's like, I need them here like in less than 12 minutes or whatever. And they're like, oh, we'll be there in 15. And he's like, well, fuck it. So that's pretty funny. That's like no matter what scenario happens, the cops will never get there in time ever <laughs> because they'll always be there in 15 minutes. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm psyched to uh, to check that one out. Um, well, all right. Why don't we do a little Marvel spoiler chat here? Um, and if uh, if that's not your bag, thanks for joining us so far. And uh, catch you guys next week. But. If you're like us and have been watching What If, episodes one and two, why don't we hang out and talk about them a little bit, shall we? Um, I don't know about you two gentlemen. The first episode of What If had me wanting. Uh, It ended and I'm like, huh. They basically just retold the Captain America movie, except they cut out a bunch of shit because they only had 40 minutes to do it. And now it's Peggy. Instead of Steve. Okay. All right. Like, I don't know. Like, it was fine, but there was nothing really there for me to really grab onto as far as, like, man, I can't wait to see where this goes. Um, Episode two should have been what they started with. Because episode two was fantastic with uh, what if T'Challa became Star-Lord. And I loved watching just the way... T'Challa as a character could transform the entirety of the cosmic Marvel cinematic universe just by like being himself in space. Uh, It was just fantastic. Like, I mean, bro, they had Thanos working comic relief. Like, come on. It was great. Like, what were you guys, what do you guys think of it so far? Uh, Justin, you go first. You're, you're the, you're kind of in that comic book. Yeah, so uh, it's funny because I know you and I know a lot of people had the similar thought with episode one, like one thing more from it. And I see like where you're coming from because it did stick very close to basically the original Captain America movie. And I feel like the reason that episode was first versus the T'Challa one is basically because of how... I guess, close to the main story, like as like an intro into like, what if, I guess it was like the like less like extreme. Sure. You know what I mean? Like if basically like if you watch the first Captain America movie, you basically get the gist of what's happening in it, which I think they're kind of banking on. It was it was the most like low stakes. Yeah, it was very low stakes. Like everything basically played out the same. I did really find it interesting and thought it was funny, though, that basically Steve Rogers becomes a. Iron Man, Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. as the alternative, which I thought was cute. Um, 
But no, episode two, I thought, was also fantastic. Like, yeah, Thanos being the dad where he's like, uh, he's like, I'm just saying, you know, it's like a lottery. And she's like, Dad, like, stop, like, you know, him and his murdering half the galaxy. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, the fact that the right off the bat, the funniest thing I thought was the fact that that one dude was like a fan of Star-Lord. Like, everyone knows yeah. who Star-Lord is instead of being like, who the fuck is Star-Lord? He's like, bro, like, I'm a huge fan. I want to join your crew. <laughs> and so I thought that was hilarious that it's like he's like a respected person like throughout the entire galaxy. <laughs> And, and like well, everyone loves him. It's hilarious. Like T'Challa's kicking his ass, and he's like, "Man, this is great. This yeah. is the best." Like, he's like, "You don't want me to do this." He's like, "Oh yes, I do." Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, but that was really cute. The fact that like he never really branched out from Yondu, and like him and Yondu are still like buddies and stuff, like going around like doing Ravager stuff. I thought that was really cute, and uh, you know, getting to see like Howard the Duck again and like the collection and stuff, and the fact that he like ends up with the uh, the space dog, I thought was pretty funny. Cosmo. Yeah, the fact that he talked Thanos out of like genocide and stuff but he's like hey man he's like yeah, you almost did it and he's like i almost still thinking about it but you convinced me to like turn around well and, and i love like throughout the entire episode how they're you know like it keeps coming up where they're like that that sounds like genocide and he's like no no but it, i mean really effective and it's yeah. not genocide like it's it's random it's random like, he's, yeah. to, he's still like selling people on yeah. the idea yeah every chance every party he's at he's like no no you gotta understand it's completely random um, I also thought it was really funny, like the moment where he had where, you know, he's like a, it was like, he's like making me mad. It was the reference to him being like the mad Titan or whatever. He's like, yeah. I'm getting mad. I thought that was pretty funny. No, not crazy. Mad. Yeah. Um, the, the problem I had with that is for whatever reason, they nerfed the fuck out of Thanos for this episode. <laughs> it's like, bro he beat Hulk within an inch of his life and had him scared to peek his head out of his fucking uh, skin suit that he wears around called Bruce Banner. And you're telling me like the black guard was able to take him down. Really? Like, nah, nah, I, I no Thanos, Thanos mops up those guys and not even sweats, you know? Well, my thing is, I guess I'm, I guess it really depends, like, when Black Panther, like, at what point in Thanos' life did Black Panther approach him and tell him not to do that? Because if it was early enough, then he wouldn't have, like, conquered a bunch of galaxies. Like, he wouldn't have a lot of, like, war experience that made him, like, the hardened, like, Marvel Universe Thanos. I guess, but... I guess, like, still... He's still still a freaking titan, dude. Like, come on, you know? I mean... I mean, he still. I mean, he still had enough clout to where he, when he shows up in the bar, like people know who he is and what he did. That's very uh, good. So, That's I mean, like good. he's got to be pretty far enough along in that timeline to where he was pretty close. But I do like the fact that T'Challa had impacted that universe so much that, like Drax's family, like Drax didn't need to become like you know part that you know that that character we know who he is like you know that that fighter that calloused you know dude who has that literal sense but pretty much his his whole family's gone you know he now he's a bartender who's just like what's up like you know mm. how you doing <laughs> yeah. i did like i gotta take a picture for my wife and kids yeah. No, I look, I look great. You look horrible. Like, you need to take <laughs> but yeah i mean it was just it was good to see those characters and i'm just 
I mean, it was great to hear Chadwick Boseman like actually doing the voice, which was, you know, kind of a little nod um, that I that I liked uh, having all of the characters uh, having all the actors who played the characters also doing the voices, I think, was a nice touch. Um, not having some kind of like standalone or like voice adjacent like person like, you know, doing voice cartoon voices. Having Square Enix's Avengers cast do the voices <laughs> of uh... But yeah, I mean it, it was it was a it was good. Um I did like the I, I think they kind of glossed over a lot of it. You know, that forty minute time frame does kind of hamper a lot of the you, you kind of have to take a lot of it on uh just them being comics, right? Them being sure. characters. Uh like, you know, when you find when you know T'Challa finds out that um Yandu basically was lying to him the whole time, like, you know, that whole resolution is basically almost like shrugged off. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, well, like there's no there's no consequences there. Um but you know, it was good. I liked it. Um I didn't have a problem with it. Howard the Duck is always great to see in, in a comic, uh in any in any sense. So I, I appreciate I appreciate a man that loves happy hour. Man or duck. <laughs> that that you know, appreciates a good happy hour. Yeah, uh, I was I, like, you know, I'm gonna show you where this is, but first I need a drink. <laughs> I, I like that the collector actually got to flex as a uh, literally and phys- figuratively as a badass. You know, like I thought I loved his war chest that had like Mjolnir and that and Cap Shield and yeah. all, you know Hella's Hella's headset and all that on it. It was like, yeah, all right, let's do this. This is great. Um, but I I think also I mean you kind of you brought it up, Shannon, and went away from it, but I want to circle back. I think what made episode two better than episode one was they had all of the voice cast back for it. I mean, everyone was back for that, you know, Benicio del Toro, Josh Brolin, uh, Chadwick Boseman's last performance, obviously. And that's probably why they all came back was because it was Chadwick Boseman's last performance, but like everyone that played a character in the MCU played their character in that episode. And you, I, I won't royal you, but I didn't have any of the disconnect that I had in the first episode where I'm like, that's not, that's okay. That's Steve Rogers. Sure. But that's not what I'm used to hearing sound like Steve Rogers, you know, it's like, and, and I'm wondering if that's going, going forward, if that's going to be a hindrance where you're going to have episodes where they get almost everyone and it's going to be great. And then you're going to have episodes where there's like one guy and everyone <laughs> else is different. And you're like, Oh, um, so just something to kind of pay attention to going forward for myself, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm I want them to get weirder now. Like, yeah, I, I can't think, wait for the Spider-Man one where it's like the zo- everybody else is like a zombie uh, yeah. Avenger. Like, that's the one I want. That's the one. I don't care about any of the other ones. Like, I'll be pleasantly surprised with whatever they do, like mm. leading up to that one. But that's the one I want to see. Yeah. So I. It's funny because I was basically one of those like, well, I guess I'll watch it because it's MCU and there's nothing else really got going on right now to after the second episode was like, OK, I'm in. I'm in. We're doing this like this is good. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked for what if uh, Shannon, did you watch this week's Ted Lasso? I did. So, uh, Justin, just to fill you in at one point. Ted jumps up and proclaims himself a communist and his locker <laughs> and his locker room goes, huh? And he's like, well, a rom communist, which means he prescribes to the values of romantic comedies. And 
And it's kind of a throwaway line until you realize like everything that's happening in this episode is a romantic comedy trope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last 10 minutes of this episode from the time <laughs> Roy stands up at the desk with the tearful line, I have to go. And the main anchor just gives him the like, yes. Okay. Nod. <laughs> yeah. And like from that moment to the end, it's just like, rom-com trope rom-com trope rom-com like it was the funniest 10 minutes i have seen in years like i i was dying laughing not only was it the funniest it was like the best like just Roy kent as a character is the the actor who plays him and the way that they write that show for him is spot on like everything about that whole like dynamic is just pure gold and to give him that full trope and that whole time to get him yeah. to the to the st- uh, to where he's going to stand next to the coaches was priceless and perfect. Oh, yeah. He's taking petty cabs. He's throwing <laughs> money at people. He's cursing out ushers. It's great. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, but then when he steps out from the newsroom and the snow was just slightly mm-hmm. falling, it was I, right then. I'm like, oh, it's on. We're, <laughs> this is going to be great. And it did not disappoint. It you had me a not coach. Dis- was, was like yeah, I'm done. Oh, totally good. Oh <laughs> my god. Yeah, I want I want to like rewatch it just to see like as I know I was laughing hard enough that I probably missed things. You know, it was one of those type of you ever seen a movie where you laugh so hard and then you watch it a second time and you're like, "Oh, there's a whole line of dialogue here I I didn't even catch." Yeah, it's it's going to be like that. Well, it yeah, it was just trying to figure out what movies they were referencing yeah. in every segment and you know, me and and my girlfriend were going back and forth and we were like, "Okay, that's Jerry Maguire." We were mm-hmm. like, "Okay, there's Bridget Jones's Diary." Like, yep. oh, this okay, this was one of those uh uh what was it? Um what's his name? Uh I uh, forget his name now. Um, the guy was in like uh, failure to launch or whatever. Yeah, what was yeah. his name? Uh, but I, yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah. But it was just like every every single one of those. It was just like, okay, what movie are they referencing? So it was pretty funny to. I'm pretty sure there was a Love Actually in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like it's yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> just so good. Uh, Justin, you should watch it. It's hilarious. I know it's you need to get the service. I understand, but when you do, if you do someday. No. Now, here's a question I have for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Ted Lasso is on that, uh, that well, what's that app that they're using, the 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 new dating app that where you yeah. don't see anybody's face, you just text back uh, and forth? It's called like Burner or something like that. But yeah. yeah, like. But do you uh, think he's ta- Do you think he's? Do you think he's messaging uh, the owner? They definitely want you to think that. Yeah. They definitely want you to. So, I. I'm going to say yes, just because like, as soon as they did that one quick cut, me and my wife are both just like, Oh no, no. <laughs> but then, but then also it seems too heavy handed. So I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. it'll be funny. I think he might be talking to the therapist. Oh, that would be really funny. That would be I think funny. it would. I think it would be pretty yeah. funny. But yeah, there's a lot of dynamics going on that they haven't really addressed yet, like Jamie coming back to the team and how it's Mm going to affect the uh, the the guy who's got the beef against uh, the Emirate or their um, their sponsor. Yeah, it's like the first two episodes, they laid a lot of groundwork out and then they haven't addressed it for two episodes now. And it's like, wait, Mm -hmm. what? you lost your main team sponsor. That seems like a big 
deal. How come we haven't talked about that at all? Uh, mm-hmm. You're your not best, winning any games. <laughs> despite getting your best play. If anything, you're playing worse. Mm-hmm. Get you, you were you were tied for, what, seven straight games, but now you're losing games even though you brought back a player that's better. So mm-hmm. what's going on? Yeah, there's there's a lot happening there, but I'm uh, I'm all in. Yes. Uh, Roy, Roy Kent's the best character, but uh, Coach, Co- Coach Beard for life, though. Coach Beard's my favorite. <laughs> he's awesome, dude. Like, every <laughs> single time he's, he he comes up with, like, a little one-liner, and Ted Lasso's just like, he's a man of many hats, many professions. Yeah, like, yeah totally. <laughs> but uh, uh, was it the uh, – I wanted to also get your guys' opinion on The Eternals, the final trailer for The Eternals that came out this week. So that uh, that trailer made me – actually want to see the movie it that went from something where i'm like i don't even know what this is gonna be to wow okay i, I i'm in you you got me here we go did, did angelina jolie send you one way or the other were you like a little bit concerned when you saw her or were you just like mm-hmm. i'm i'm concerned when angelina jolie plays parts because she has a real difficult time not just being angelina jolie in movies you know, I, I think she's a really good actress and she does what she does very well. It's just I find myself going, oh, well, it's Angelina Jolie being Angelina Jolie. Like most of the time when I see her player, like it, it's very rare. You see her kind of like become a character and not and I don't spend the whole time thinking like, yep, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little concerned in that regard, but I'm also I don't think she's like the main character either. Mm-hmm. So. Justin, what'd you think? Yeah, I thought same with Zach. Like initially, I didn't really know what it was about or anything like that. Like just from the clips I saw, it's like I don't really know who any of these people are, like what they're even doing in the movie. And after watching this, dude, there's like some insanely beautiful like set pieces mm-hmm. that they were showing off and stuff in that movie. And it's like, man, they really want you to go to theaters to see this, don't they? <laughs> like, <laughs> They're well, really trying to persuade you to be like, yeah, come see this in IMAX, like on the big screen with all these beautiful sets. And and I like that in the trailer, they address the question of like, where the hell were you guys when Thanos was going down? What the hell? Yeah. And, and they were like, eh, well, humans doing human shit, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, it's like we were instructed not to not to get involved by who. And then the quick cut to the, like the celestial. And you're like, oh, oh, OK, <laughs> I got it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, so we're all in on it then. We're all going to see it. And apparently uh, we're getting a Spider-Man trailer this week, is the is the rumors. Dude, they've been saying that for, like, weeks, though. I don't even know at this point anymore. But I'm, I'm, I'm down. And we got, what, two weeks till Shang-Chi, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I think, honestly, that for the new Spider-Man movie, uh, it is... I think I've seen probably more fake trailers for that movie than any other movie (laughs) in, like, a long fucking time. Like, I've seen, like, probably at least four different fan trailers for this movie, and every time I know it's not real, but I'm just like, god damn, this is, like, the fourth fan trailer I've watched, and there's not one real fucking trailer out there yet. Please. I can't wait to uh, be Justin and, you know, download my Shang-Chi from LimeWire because uh, because I probably will not be going to theaters anytime soon. So yeah. I was like, dude, it's going to be so crazy watching Shang-Chi with like 
hard Korean subtitles, but <laughs> yes. also has like legitimate Asian subtitles in it as well. <laughs> it's just going over it, you know. Yeah, it's just like black barred over the subtitles. But no, I'm I, yeah. At least Shang Chi won't be that long of a wait. It's what forty five days. It's going on Disney Plus or something like that. So yeah, yeah. I'm 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 already missed that nice little window I had early summer where I felt safe going to movie theaters. <laughs> well, you. I mean, at least you can watch uh, your um. What is it? Snake Eyes um movie now. Oh, is that is that on streaming already? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, what. is it? Is it Dune coming to HBO too soon? I think uh, I don't know. I think Dune is getting a slight pushback from from theater launch, if I remember correctly. There, there was a whole thing about that where, but but well, that I know I I've just been the director grousing, so I'm not. Yeah, sure. I think I remember reading about the director for Dune or whatever was kind of upset with the HBO mm-hmm. it going to HBO like the same time frame as it being in theaters. Well, I, for one, am really excited to have no idea what the hell is going on. And, <laughs> ooh, wow, sandworms, like I do every time Dune gets brought up. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. And then Green Knight came to streaming, too. I remember I saw that, but, again, don't really care, so I don't know. Um, but, yeah, stuff is stuff is percolating. Thing, Madden's been released, y'all. Like, it's 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 getting real. The release windows are upon us. Um, and then, uh, oh, Double Finds uh, Psychonauts 2 drops next week. So uh-huh. I'm excited for that one. I might be the only one here that's excited <laughs> for that one. But. He, he might be. Uh, but, you know, me, Quake Quake Remastered came out on... Uh, oh, that's Gold, right. So, uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should do that on Friday next week. I'm down. I'm totally down for, for Quake. Hell yeah. It's a multiplayer <laughs> Quake. Is it on Game Pass? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super down. Right. Dude, yeah. it'll, it'll be like the dorm room throwback. <laughs> Dude, what was funny was uh, me and Megan were actually just playing Gears Five this afternoon and stuff, saying that we need to play Gears Five again. And they like did some updates and added some characters and like new mm. enemies and stuff in Gears, like new bosses. Like there's some bird thing that like shoots acid and like burrows now and stuff. Whoa. I'm like, bro, I don't remember this shit at all. <laughs> Yeah. new enemy thing that had like double like bone axe things and stuff and like a cape and shit and he was like fast and like charging at me and shit I'm like dude i don't remember this shit like i'm like shooting him like point blank with the nasher i was like dude this dude's fast and i'm like trying to run away from him i turn around he's like right behind me like do 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 i was like get away get away get away get away <laughs> awesome. and then and then Megan sighs and goes, man, I hated playing with Zach and Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they play Gears like they play Magic. <laughs> Half-assed. <laughs> Weaklings. Jeez. <laughs> well, all right, guys. I think we have a show. Um, so maybe hang out Friday with us and we'll stream a little Quake or Gears or whatever we get our grubby little paws onto. Uh, that's why Shannon buys black controllers because <laughs> his paws stay dirty. Um, and uh, see, he isn't even going to come back. He knows it's true. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Justin, why don't you go ahead and uh, take us out of here? You know what guys? Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the, that pixel life podcast. 
uh we got you know go over to the discord you know we got some maybe spoiler talk about like what if going on over there i know there was a some discussion i think on 12 minutes and stuff in the discord when it was like brought up and stuff so uh you know head on over there chat with us and uh while you're there too you can go over to itunes you know leave us a review if you want tell us what you like what you don't like and uh he's not here this week unfortunately but uh zach if robbie was here what do you think robbie would say robbie would say hey guys go be great yeah <laughs> man i was waiting, waiting for shannon to, to do something yeah. like yeah I, I i wish i had something i just don't yeah shannon built it up and then <laughs> took it away oh. Oh.